That's gotta be the best like yeah. job for that one. I know. You gotta have like everything everyone needs that one hype man, no matter yeah. what they're saying. Fuck yeah, I love it. This needs to repeat what you say, just more aggressive. Yeah. Alright, ready? Alright. Mm -hmm. Ready to do this? Coming Let's in do from, this. Coming in from back in three, two. What's up everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV related news and topics. I'm your host, Anthony King. And as usual, sitting to my left is my co-host, Adrian. And of course, sitting in control room is our technical director, Michael Cards. Hello. How you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Oh, you know, just enjoying the festivities of uh, what is soon to be Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're actually excited for something besides for Christmas, Mike? The way I see this, <laughs> it's a uh, it's your pregame warm up. <laughs> it's the pregame. It's the pregame warm up. Right? No, cause I, it's I know he's been looking at trees already. I already have the tree up. Oh, you have it? Yeah, I already have. Oh, you dick! Oh, come on! <laughs> no, I will at least wait for like December. I won't apologize for that. <laughs> the trees already up. The decorations are on it. The lights around are already up. The wreath around the. The stair rails, it's up. I Everything. bet you drive Ashley insane with your festivities. Absolutely not. She's totally for it now. Is she? Yeah. Is she? Yeah. Or you just say that to sure? yourself? Just <laughs> the moment I put on a Christmas carol, it began. Okay, uh, I can ask. Who set up the tree? Did you do it or did she do it? Or who initiated it? Of course it's Mike. Of course it's Mike. <laughs> I bet she didn't even have a thought about it. Came home and it was already done. <laughs> be, like, guess, be like guess what we're doing <laughs> yeah we're we're not decorating this set till december yeah we're waiting till december as far as you know <laughs> yeah well, the house so. you're gonna have like little meat like christmas trees in the background coming out <laughs> yep they're just gonna slide out from underneath just gonna rise from the horizon <laughs> Well, it's interesting because around this time is usually when we start to like calm things down. But around yeah. this time, we've actually been doing opposite. And we've actually been trying to pick up a lot more work and a lot yeah. more orders coming in. Yeah. Yep. Which, ah, it's a little more. Some of the people we've worked for, just done jobs for, Mike, just some of the people, man. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a certain expectation that they want. Yeah. It's, and they, they don't understand what it's actually like editing or even being working in the film industry or just working behind the camera in general, yeah. they have a very simplistic idea of how things are done compared to how it actually is done. It's a very, uh, I guess like a, a very narrow mindset. Yeah. A very narrow vision. It's like a, it's like a peephole mindset of like the films on the other side and this people lets me gaze into it and see what, what it <laughs> takes to make it and you're like, Oh yeah, you can do that. Right. <laughs> I do feel like they're that dumb sometimes, but it's like for them, they think it's the concept. It's like, yeah, you just pick up the camera, you shoot, you just throw it into a program for like 30 minutes and edit, yeah. and then you're done, right? It's like, no, not when you ask me to shoot about six, eight hours of footage. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I, I have to look through that. You have to sip through that. I'm not going to memorize eight hours of footage. You're like, yeah, I know exactly what I'm going to pick. Yeah. Now, even then from like the very beginning, which most people think that's, you got the script? All right, let's start filming. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it's a yeah. whole oh, process. Yeah. yeah, no, it's... First of all, that script goes to like five revisions before you actually get it going. It goes Should be. Should. Should. We should. Let's, let's not say that happens all the time. It should, but there are some... Well, I mean, at least it goes more than once, mm -hmm. other than one director who doesn't do that, but yes. <laughs> but it's, it's funny how like there's this 
expectation of the film industry and just filmmaking in general. And then there's just a hard, cold, real truth of how it actually is. It's, yeah. it's not always yeah. all fun. No. Oh, no. It's a lot of tedious tasks that need to be done yes. before you can even move on to like a whole nother stage in editing. Yep. Like at least rough cut by itself is about 15 to 20 steps. Even just importing your footage in is like eight to 10 steps. Yeah. Yeah. I think like uh, I forgot who said it. Somebody mentioned somewhere it was like before it even hits the desk of the director, it's already handed from like 20 different pairs of hands. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not just one thing. It's like the writer to the director and then they throw it in some like BS software they got for free online and be like, oh, let's call it a day. Yeah. No, and no. be like, why doesn't it look like Blade Runner? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's because you kind of skipped a couple thousand steps. <laughs> But it's, I mean, even compared to like small people like us, like small indie filmmakers, yeah. when we're working on any job, it could be all three of us touching a single job at the same time, going through different steps. Mike yeah. usually go open with the first rough cuts and starting off the day, yeah. you know, getting the first edits in. And I usually do all the cleanups, fine cuts, yeah. and then get all the color grading done. Adrian's usually the person who either sets stuff up or then if we ever have to have him do audio, he'll do audio for stuff yeah. or all the ads and that we need to have. Yeah. But it's funny how just even for someone who thinks like, yeah, you know, we just need like this quick like commercial or something like that. It, it'll go through multiple it, hands. Yeah. 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 And multiple different stages. And it's not going to always be, yeah, I can get this out in like two or three days. It's like even, okay, even it's, the, it takes a week or so. Even mm-hmm. the process of filming, which a lot of people think is, you know, you grab... You know, the camera. All right, we're done. That's it. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you have to take that same shot three times, mm-hmm. slightly different variations. Uh, and that's just one angle. Then you have to do yeah. different angles. Then you have to do the what's B-roll, which a lot of people forget. Yep. Just the, of a can, of mm-hmm. the flowers, yeah. of the road. Then the actual actor itself, you know, whatever you have to do. Like the actual... Uh, like you, you have the actual shots where it's in the storyboard and then the B-roll footage used to pretty much further dive or delve into the, I guess, the atmosphere that you're trying to create. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like the the ones where it's like, oh, the subtle leaf blowing in the wind in slow motion along the ground. Oh, let's be honest. Most of the time, B-roll is just extra fill so you can have yeah. some more yeah. fluff for your film. Basically. Yeah, but as for project. like, but getting those shots, yeah. it's, which a lot of people, like, you see it on screen for maybe, what, 10 seconds? Yeah. yeah. That's normally half a day or all day thing just mm-hmm. to get those 10 seconds because you need those different angles and every time you do it, you have to start from the beginning, which means you have yeah. to reset. I mean, even going even further back, that single quick shot that you saw for like three seconds could have easily been about like days of planning, yes. even storyboarding, writing, trying to get the right angles, the look, the lighting. Like yeah. People don't know how much prep and pre-production is done of just planning a single shot before you even get to even pick up the camera yeah that's this doesn't even this doesn't even include like anything having to do with you want to add some sort of special effect or some sort of cgi mold or some something having to do in post-production oh yeah because oh. now you have to add in extra more steps regarding like oh you want a thunderbolt okay we're at a thunderbolt but now we got to add in special lighting to fill up around yeah. the actor uh, certain flashes yeah certain uh certain camera angles to fill in do you have to imagine mm-hmm. literally imagine a lightning bolt 
how it would look in person and then use the lighting and angles to mimic it as if it were there. I will have to say, when it comes to visual effects and working with clients, that is the most arduous, tedious, irritating process because that you can go through, especially if they have no idea or clue how visual effects are done in the first place. Yeah. Like if you get someone who gets at least a general grasp of the idea, it makes it simple. It's perfect. You're like, hey, you know, we got these steps. We have to create some models. Then we have to put some particles to that and everything. They'll get, they're like, take your time. But for some people like, yeah, no, I just want, you know, my car to flip over and explode and all that stuff. You know, I want to feel nice and real and the wind blowing. Yeah, it's going to take like two or three days. Like, no, no, no absolutely <laughs> not. I'm not just putting like stills or just videos on top of them, layering yeah. no, it over just, and calling it a for day. For some reason, they think it's just like you just click Dra- and drop. Yeah, clag and drop. Yeah. It's not. No, <laughs> no, no. It's- You're creating those models. Yeah. You have to create there's lights. A, there's a reason why they have like 50 people work on one visual effect in Marvel Studios. Mm. Yes. Because if one person did all the work, they'd probably blow their brains out. Because I mean, that's just an it, overload. It, ma- it makes it easier. So when you have like massive visual effects to do is like that, you can hire teams just to work on specific one thing. So it's like, hey, we need this environments filled. You're a tree guy. You're a rocks guy. Yeah. You're a building guy. You see, everyone has like their one job. Yeah. So that way you aren't overloaded with like trying to fill in the background. Yeah. And then being like, oh, cool. I got this. I'm like, oh, well, shit. Now I got to do trees. Oh, damn it. Now I got to do rocks. And it, yeah, when you yeah. have just the one thing that you're working on, you it know makes what you're easy. doing. You know yeah, what you're it makes doing. It and you're yeah. focusing on. I just want to know whose job was it just to rotoscope. Mr. My Hands, Penis, and Watchmen. <laughs> oh, like God. That, that had to have been someone's job. Unfortunately, yeah. yes. Yeah, okay. Someone could no, put that someone, on the resume. Yeah. Someone not only rotoscoped it and sculpted it out everything. They had to fill. <laughs> they had to review they had to, it. Mm-hmm. They had to send it for review and yeah. get, a, get a comment back saying, not floppy enough. Make it more floppy. <laughs> Make it more floppy. God. Someone had to sit there watch like, yeah, see, when Mr. Manhattan kind of turns left, there's not enough like inertia with the deck moving. So <laughs> there's not enough inertia. <laughs> like these conversations have to be well, yeah, talked about. To, yeah. Now just to get a realistic dick. I, I do want to point out that I know it's more recent, mm. but uh the unsung hero rotoscopers of Lord of the Rings. Mm. You know, that's a, we know it's rotoscoping now in terms of a lot of, oh yeah, of Marvel movies yeah. because we've seen enough CG to kind of pinpoint like, oh, obviously that area is fake. So then they, you know, we kind of guess like what they kind of did, who rotoscoped who, mm-hmm. who did what, but none of that was as clean as, or none of Lord of the Rings is as clean as Marvel's are now. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, no. technology has advanced. Yeah. Obviously. So rotoscoping then was very harsh mm-hmm. if we looked back on those. Yeah. Okay. So back then, so for those of you who don't know with when it comes to rotoscoping, that's basically just a tool where you mask around and basically trace around an object or a person you want on the scene and you can kind of remove them from yeah. the background and kind of keep them isolating. Yeah. But the problem is, back in the old days, when you had the rotoscope, you had to do it frame by frame. Yeah. So you're shooting, what, 23 frames a second. Yep. You shoot about like a two, three minute shot. Mm-hmm. 
That's a lot of frames you have to stop, pause, mask around a lightsaber, move over, mask around a lightsaber, because that was yep. like really where it was coming in when it comes to Star Wars. Yep. You had to do all that masking for those lightsabers. So think about all that fast action mm -hmm. lightsaber moves. All that was rotoscope. By hand, by frame hand. by frame. So somebody had to go in, trace around it, call it a day, go to the next one, trace around it, call it a day, yep. and just keep following as you're going along. And that was just for a stick. Yeah. A stick. yeah. That was for now a stick. imagine you have to work with people now who move their arms, legs, hair moving all over the place. One specific I want to point out is Shang-Chi. Yeah. Like yeah. the whole the whole bus fight sequence. Yeah. That whole entire, well, for one thing, the bus was rigged fake. Mm -hmm. And the entire background outside was, was, fake. was green screen. Yeah. And there was no windows. So even just going, already you're talking about three layers, the background, the mirror, and mm -hmm. then Shang-Chi yeah. moving. But all of his movements were rotoscoped. That means every single frame, a person had to go in, rotoscope a certain section of his arm or sleeve, mm -hmm. color correct it, and then move on to the next frame. Mm -hmm. Rotoscope, color correct, add blur, feather a little bit here. Oh, Nowadays, yeah, though, you don't really have to do it frame by frame. For, so the, you, for that one, though, specifically. For that one, I, I mean, I know someone probably had to go back to do retouches to yeah. clean up, but I'm pretty sure the initial setup is... Basically, the same thing how we do with when we first set up. You get your first frame, you get your mask, you get your full rotoscope around the character. Yeah. You let your software, whatever you're using, Nuke Vision or you know whatever your you know who likes to use their programs for visual effects editing. You let it play through the whole scene. Of course, it's not going to do a nice job of yeah. getting the right masks. When it's finished, you have to go back and then clean up any mistakes. I'm pretty sure that's the same thing they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's not like the old school method where you literally do you it by hand. Trace yeah. over Physically every little outline it. and then press next to the next frame and yeah. trace back over. A lot of this is just retouching and clean up. Yeah. Some of the ones that get super technical with it, they mm -hmm. they only have like a certain section that they rotoscope mm -hmm. and then they'll let it play out. Yeah. And then they'll do the touches on that specific thing. So say like, for instance, like, like someone had to do the rotoscope for like Frodo's arm mm -hmm. or something like that. They would focus mainly on just the arm. Yeah. And then they would do the touch-ups necessary for the certain movements. And then they would go back and then rotoscope a different section. Got and it. So instead of doing like the whole entire person. person yeah, you get your bits and pieces. They would do of bits them. and pieces yeah. and it's like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean, one thing that people also don't realize like when a movie has like shitty vi uh, visual effects yeah. mm -hmm. is the fact that a lot of these studios give a crunch time, you mm -hmm. know, so you're only given like two month period to, you know, do we have to do yeah. yeah. versus something like Lord of the Rings would, you know, they took their time to do it. Uh, uh, but I mean, that was basically what happened with Black Panther. When yes. Started getting the towards that end. last act. Yeah. They only had what, a couple weeks? Yeah. They were very getting... few, like clearly not enough time yeah. to get everything done. Yeah. Like that last, that last whole fight scene in the, in the yeah. mine shit. Or yeah. Down. It got real gummy. It was like, yeah, <laughs> it, it was like, um, oh gosh, what was it? Like two, three weeks. Yeah. That some, they were given I, to the team be like, Hey, yeah. we need you to do this. Yeah. But what, the point I want to try to make is like people complain like, oh, it should look better. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. just that. It's just what the studios give. It's what the studios yeah. is what they give out. Yeah. And the, the big problem, like I always say this all the time, is when studios buy already pre-sale ticket movie theater release yeah. dates. Yeah. 
before a script is done or anything. They'll get like a greenlit project. Like, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, we already bought our, you know, reservoir, uh, like a reservation spot for a theatrical yeah, yeah. release, you know, for next year around March. So get up, you know, get up on that. Yeah. And again, it's one of the things that people expect where it's, you know, again, it's people that aren't on, I guess, foot soldiers. I'll say yeah. That. They're not on the, they're not in the, uh, in the trenches. No. Where they don't see that. Yeah. Once you're done filming, that doesn't mean you're done filming. That yeah. means uh, you're done with at least that part. If you have to come back and redo something else, that's a whole other mission. That's yeah. a whole different thing. And yeah, I mean, that's one thing, like you said, filming is just the very first part and it's a very yeah. small portion. Yes. It's only yeah. a third of the work. Yeah. If even, I even consider it less, less <laughs> because the yes. amount of, okay, the amount of effort before for a pre-production. Pre-production is a lot. A lot it's, compared to between pre-production and post-production. Yeah, yeah. Production is a, it's the least. It's I mean, the least. Any type of film project, production is the actual least of time, amount and, of time you'll be spending. And also one huge thing, mm -hmm. those video, those video clips you see at, like at Universal or on TV, a lot of those shits are staged. <laughs> yeah. They are not the real thing. Everyone looks happy. Everyone looks clean. Everyone looks well. No, well rested. No, hell no. Miserable. They hate their lives. Yes. No if one wants to be heard, there. Yeah. If you actually heard what like the audio people talking, it mm. just sounds like just like a mechanic shop. Everyone's talking shit. Like Camera point. goes on. Everyone goes silent. Yep. Camera goes off. Everyone's talking shit. Like man, fuck this guy. You can't. It was funny. Like I, I always, blah, blah, I always blah. laugh. Like when you hear like actors and cast are like yeah we're a family we had fun on this project we had the best time it's like you and the other actors were had fun you had everyone fun. behind the camera was miserable as shit yeah <laughs> be like talking about like oh my god like you guys are an amazing crew um i'm so glad we're gonna bond forever and we're like shut the fuck up we're tired <laughs> or they have the or they do the blooper like, oh, I messed up the scene. Oh, it's so funny. The crew, I bring no, into that no, laughing. No. They're like, fuck. Now we got to yeah. reset the entire shit all over again. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh my God, it's so quirky and funny. <laughs> Why is everybody relaxed? Because this is her 15th time fucking it up. Got to reset, move the lights, do it all over again just to get that one motion of them walking across. Yep. <laughs> I know that for filming, when filming Harry Potter, Emma Watson, mm -hmm. Emma Watson, she had... Uh, she was the one that would mess up the most because she would just start laughing. <laughs> she would start, start like giggling and laughing and just like mixing it up. So it got to the point to where they had to give her like, I forgot the, t the technical term for it, but it was like a red, pretty much like the red card mm. for acting. Mm. And basically saying that every time that they had to stop filming and reset, that they pretty much docked her pay. <laughs> damn yeah because she would laugh so much they're like all right really it's, hard it's, it's, at that point it is taking up yes. time it's yes. taking up time it's so like I'll you're, get you're using up too much film and it's like now we have to dock your pay to pay for more film that you're wasting mm. <laughs> well what about like when you work on those projects where filming is no option but they're gonna work your ass to the bone i'm talking about like a jackie chan film where you're on the <laughs> stunt crew like that Ooh. shit God, you're on Where, the, like um, you take over 200 takes of like a single kick. Like you're on the second unit. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, don't get me started with second unit. <laughs> that was my life. <laughs> second second unit's just a, a whole other crew. You're just the second base guy. So while they're filming all the super important shit, you got to be out there shooting all the B roll because you have to shoot all the fill. God. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like I said, it is the most grouchiest people. Like, oh, fuck. All right, let me just get this macro shot of this fucking leaf. <laughs> uh, all right, you got like 10 seconds to move over. Let's go find out whether it's to shoot. Those are grouchiest people. They don't want to be there. No. Especially if you're second unit reshoot. Oh, God. What about, okay, I haven't heard too much about this one, but what about the sound guys have to get the, uh, the what's it called? We have to get the the room uh, room, room tone. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, that, are those like, grouchy dudes or not? Because I know no, that well, sound people are just the grouchiest. No, it, go to any film set. Mm. They, there's always a pecking order of grouchiest. So it's always sound guy at the top because they'll never get the audio they want. It'll never be as quiet as they want. And for some reason, you can hear a mouse squeak and it'll just ruin the fucking take. I, yeah. Okay. I could, I could vouch for that one. Yeah. We did that yeah. one thing. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny too is having sound guys for outside scenes when you're working with generators. That is oh, Jesus. the Christ. funniest thing to see a sound guy be a part of. They're just pissed. Like, hey, how's the sound looking? And they're just looking at you just like, what the fuck you think? I have a generator right here. <laughs> <laughs> you think, oh, yeah, just ambient white noise. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Those are the grouchiest people. Just sounding no, I, like I, a crisp winter snowfall. Like I said, I, I, honestly, I could yeah. now I see that very clearly because uh, I experienced that already. And I was like, nope, I actually got now. Next after that will usually be the gaffer. Yeah, and I've been there too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adrian's been kind of been like the, uh, the one to experience the most shit. Yeah. Okay, the sound yeah. one is because we were filming outdoors and... And I we wanted silence. And it was not yeah. our production, so I couldn't say nothing. Mm-hmm. But I was holding the mic and I could hear people walking from like 40 yes. feet away. Yeah. That's right. And you I remember you telling him, it was like, yeah, I can hear them. Yeah, I can I had to like tell him like, hey, can you please tell me quiet yeah. down? Because I told Anthony's like, dude, I'm about to snap on these people. Mm-hmm. I'm about yeah. to scream because I cannot get yeah. the audio I need. Like I can fucking hear them. It's like <laughs> no matter what. Hey, can you hear this? He's like, yes, I can hear I can everything. Hear all you. <laughs> like I can hear. I can hear you texting. <laughs> I can hear you. And even it's on silent. I can hear you going. <laughs> I, it's I, like, I, I honestly, I stop can, texting. I can hear you. Okay. This how, how like, how sensitive these mics are or not even these mics, but I mean, talking about the ones we use for filming Yeah, is you could hear people breathing. You can hear people like walking very quietly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can even hear people like their lips smacking. Like that's oh, how you can yeah. hear that shit. Yeah. So that's why I tell everyone, be as quiet, stand still, do not move. Looking Maybe. looking at those now yeah, and yeah. experiencing that, it makes me kind of a little bit more upset now looking at films or movies or, or, or I mean like movies or shows, anything that has to do with like, oh, somebody walking onto a set, like opening the door, closing it, no problem. And just like sitting there or even like talking with somebody like, how's the footage going? And they're like. Oh, it's looking pretty good. It's like, no, bullshit. I can hear all of you. Yeah. yeah. Like, shut up. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that is the actual realistic environment of a film set where it's not those people where they're talking, just having conversations in the corner. Yeah. You know, the director is saying something. If you get the most real audio guy ever, he'll tell the director, yo, shut the fuck up. I can hear you. I like that guy. <laughs> I like that. That's a guy who's a master at his craft. Yeah. And knows it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's his job. That's his skill yeah. right there. You're fucking up with his skill. And you want that guy. That's the thing is like every director should want that person who is a department head who's not afraid 
to counteract with them. Yeah. Yeah. To butt heads with them, to tell them that, hey, shut up. I need to do my job. Like everybody at the table is ahead of their own department yeah. and they're all working together. Nobody outranks somebody else. Your name may be on the top of the film as director, but these motherfuckers down mm. here are the ones that are doing all the mm-hmm. heavy load. So you tell them like, hey, can you just like, can you do this a little differently? It's like, hey, can you fuck off? Oh no, <laughs> like, like there's, like every department has like their specialty. Yeah. And you do not fuck with their specialty. No. Yeah. Audio guys do not fuck with their sound. Lighting, do not fuck with their lights. Yeah. That's a big, <laughs> don't, unless you want to get Don't touch the lights. Ever. Don't touch electrical wiring. Don't touch nothing. nothing. Unless you want to get hit. Camera guys, don't touch the camera. Oh, not, don't touch anything nothing. around the trauma. Don't right. even touch the tripod. Don't even look at it. Don't even look at it. Go the other way. <laughs> sit outside. Sit, sit in the porta potties. I don't even want to look at you. <laughs> like, yeah, that, those are the most protected people oh yeah. on the film set. It's the cameraman, which makes sense. Those oh yes. cameras are expensive. Yeah. They treat them like it's. You don't treat them like their kids, man. Yeah. yeah. They treat them better like than their kids. Especially like when it's already preset to the, to the perfect, mm-hmm. the perfect dynamic of how they want it shot mm-hmm. everything down and then someone coming over like oh so what kind of lens is this and start touching shit start twisting a few knobs uh, <gasps> oh no oh no if like, you start twisting a knob oh hell no. your hands are being you're thrown done. you're done that's it you're, like that's it like you're you, done. You, like someone's catching someone's yeah. getting a new haircut <laughs> like and then someone's like oh my god like what why'd you hit him and then you tell him like oh you yeah. shouldn't have touched it <laughs> like yeah. Touch the focus ring. Don't fucking touch. Oh, that's oh my god! Yeah, yeah, Dude, that's, yeah, oh, that's yeah. Like, touch yeah. the ring. Mm-hmm. Look away. Mm-hmm. Walk away. Jesus, you you play hot dog stand number four. I've All seen, right, I've like, seen a loader like a film loader immediately get fired off the set for fucking with the focus ring before, as he should. Right yes. before they even got to market. Oh wow. my yeah, god! Yeah. <laughs> Oh. So they, no, they, everything looked nice. They're like, "All right, you're good." The actor walked away. They were just filing some stuff really quick, and then the fucking loader started messing with it. Nope. How they call the actor back? Who was already upset about that? Pissed. Oh, that's. It's just surprised he just just got fired, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it sounds like a lot of complaining from our end, but no. these are instances to where people don't really get that. These do set people off, yeah, especially yeah. when they're trying to make something. And that's at the end of the day, that's how film gets made. You bitch and complain until projects put together. Oh, yeah. Basically. <laughs> like, so that's why when you see a huge number of like now with like uh CG artists or digital artists, mm-hmm. you can imagine every day, nine to five, day in, day out, that there was just bitching from the time they walked through the front of the door to the time they left out the door, like another one this fucking day. I got to mm-hmm. figure out how to feather out. Goddamn Especially pinky. when you get to that fucking fourth quarter crunch God. and everything gets rushed and you're working about 60 to 70 hours a week. Yep. And that nine to five extends into like four to like midnight. <laughs> nine to five goes into like fucking six to 10. <laughs> it just goes to just stay in the night. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you get the cots. That's when you start pulling out yep, the cots. You pull out the cots. <laughs> yep. We got a cot here. I have a cot here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's good old late nights. <laughs> yeah. It sometimes would be like that. It does. And it's like, even though there's like, even though there's a couch out in the other room, mm-hmm. it just helps to have to know it's like, 
the walking distance is just shorter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't have to walk very far. You can literally turn around your chair and just roll over onto the cot. Yes. Basically just <laughs> sleep and right in the office and then sleep. Yeah. Yep. It's just like that. And so uh, the, the more people you see in the credits, just know that there was a lot of bitching, <laughs> a lot yes. of complaining, a lot of people who are just, not necessarily whining, mm. but are understandably disgruntled. Yeah. It's funny though, you don't craft. you really don't get those like 10 minute credits anymore. No. No, you don't. And I remember like mm. that's the whole reason now I don't or before yeah. where I would walk out as soon as the credit starts. Because then no one's gonna stay for that. No, whole no one wants to see that. No. But I mean, but now that you've, especially because now that you've been doing a lot of visual effects working with Mike, yes. I've just noticed you've been noticing a lot of the, like the Rotoscope teams. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yes. So now I, I, I specifically now wait for that list. Mm-hmm. I wait for that list. And when I saw that again, it was Shang-Chi. Was yeah. Shang-Chi, we, we waited for Shang-Chi for that list. When I saw that again, I was like, oh, my God. Yep. And then the Rotoscope like, City. And yes. then Ashley was like, I don't get it. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone tells me, like, like, I don't get it. It's like, no, no, you don't have to get it. I have to give a shout out to at least five people on that list somewhere. They mm-hmm. deserve it. I had, I had to give a shout out to all 60. <laughs> <laughs> all 60 rotoscoper, oh, no, no. I all 60 rotoscoper artists. <laughs> no, I go every single time I go, like, I pick out certain names. Like, all right, I'm going to pick out certain names. And those are the shout outs right there. <laughs> they, right? Just scroll through it. Edgar James, you. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> Mom's proud. See, I'm waiting for the day where we're going to get like those massive Marvel like visual effects. And then you're going to get to the credits and you get like five or six rotoscopers. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. I I'll, think- I'll, I'll just applaud. I'll just stand up and applaud to those men. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think there's like a another group I would love to hear complain even more. Well, not so much complain. I, I would want to hear their disgruntled size or sides of the uh, realism to reality or like the yeah realism versus expectations. Uh, yes. Yeah. The real, and I, I would want to hear it from animators. Animus. Okay. Animus. You know, I, I want to hear it from those individuals who come in, outline, do whatever they do. You know, they draw their characters on one specific frame and then continue on to the next one and draw it another one and just do the same thing for like a two minutes Two minute shot, only for it to go back and be like, nah, that's not quite right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. gotta start if, over again. If I'm not mistaken, I think I'm not too familiar with with animators, but the ones I saw on, like on YouTube, mm-hmm. yeah, were like, I guess there's different te- there's different like sets of people that kind of like filming. Yeah, so yeah. you get like your main posers, and then you get like your in betweeners. So when you have like action moves, so someone has to jump. You you get your main like still frame poses that you want to get for like your twelve frames that look nice and clean. Yeah. But the actions in between, they're gonna be a lot sloppy. That's why if you see any of those jokes from like any like anime or any type of animation where they have like weird awkward like stills or facial features, oh, yeah. those are usually done by in betweeners, and their job is not to look the finest. It's the idea is to capture the motion in the cleanest manner for those frames to hit. And that's one very difference between like actually working with like visual effects or film. When you work with animation, you have to time the speed of your characters and you do that by how many frames you add into the scene. So the more frames you add, the cleaner it's going to look. In a sense, yeah. So like the motion of it is going to be a little bit more defined. So if you're going to like 
have a character just jump, mm-hmm. the initial when they're coming down and crouching is going to be fast. So you're going to have less frames. Yeah. But as they're going to s- slow down to get that initial kick off the ground, there's going to be more. Frames. There's going to be more frames to slow down the time. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes a little more sense. So that's where when you add more frames, you're going to slow that time down because, you know, it's going to be accounting for every frame that's hitting that motion. When you have less frames, the scene is just going to try to hop to the next frame as quick as possible. Yeah. So that's how you time these animations out. So that's a whole different varying factor for animators because they have to take that into consideration. So there's a lot of math involved where you're like, all right, we have this scene. We have to shoot it in this many frames and this character does this many motions. So we need to find out when's the time speed ups and speed downs and then know how many images we need to add into those so we can send that to the in-betweeners. So we get the main poser pose images so then you know the main illustrators can draw and then the in-betweeners and then you get your outliners who just you know trace over the outlines of the characters because of course you're going to ink it later Mm -hmm. then you get your colorists who are going to fill in the colors so yeah they have huge teams to do varying different things same thing like visual effects all right yeah, so I, I would want to hear a little bit more from those. If uh, I want to hear have, from an, um, Unfoldable. They're I'm, like one of the top tier animators right now. I want to hear how they do it because their shit is just clean. How much How much stress eating and how many stress shouts have they done of just like staring at a screen and just <laughs> screaming at it and just because they couldn't draw the right circle for an eye? Oh, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. Plenty. Um, I would not be surprised if there's like a whole stack of like monitors with holes in them because people just fucking punch them. <laughs> Their digital pens just snapped in half. Yeah. God. It's like an e-waste like pile. <laughs> so just know that whatever project that you're working on, just know that if you're expecting a certain amount of time for it to be done, Double or triple that <laughs> because that's probably the closer of the more realistic sense of when you're going to get it. Yeah. What, yeah. Was, what was that little meme that we had where it was like that guy drawing on the piece of paper? Yes. Like zigzagging. Yeah. He was yeah. Zigzagging, zigzagging. Like It was like writing, editing, finished. Uh, and it, was, it was like, oh, yeah, just a simple triangle. Right. But no, it was like. It was like writing, preset up, editing, editing, color correction, sound design, sound mixing, board mixing. Like it would go like zigzagging back and forth like 20 different stages for just editing and then one of the stages was like mess up start all over <laughs> and then go back <laughs> and then that'd be oh, the end it's gonna be hard to find it's yeah, gonna be hard I, to find it's, it's gonna be something that would be like on instagram or yeah something. That, that's where i first saw it, it was on yeah, instagram yeah. but oh uh, definitely we'll post that up yeah, yeah. If we're gonna find that that's it's, it's funny too because like I said, in that meme, they had like, yeah, you know, you're just going to shoot it, edit it, and then you send it out. It's done, right? It's like, no, no you got to shoot it, import it, then you have to upload, then you have to assemble, then you have to do a rough cut, then you have to review, then you have to do a fine cut, yeah. then you have to color grade, then you have to add any motion graphics, you know? Yeah. It's like but so that's, many. That's just the, on the editing side of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the pre-production side, like... I got to go out there, you know, once we get the script, okay, what locations, what settings, mm, yeah. what is it interior, exterior? Okay. Is it daylight, nighttime? What time of the day uh, is there? What kind of lighting? 
Uh, okay, now we're done with lighting. Okay, now let's see. What are they wearing? Mm-hmm. Uh, what props are they using? Okay, actually, let me step back. Where are they filming at? Is it mm-hmm. what era? What type of house? Is it a newer house? Older house? Is it a modern age? Older? Is it in the 90s? Is yeah. it the 80s? So it turns into a whole thing. There are just there are multiple steps. Yes. That the editing part alone is a massive step yes. of itself. Of not just not of the entire project. It is an important pro it is an important piece of the project. Yes. But it's not the oh my god, this is like the 40% of the project. We get this done, then we're practically almost done. Like, no, this no, is maybe like five no. percent. Well, that I mean, that's the reason why you have, you know. You hire people to do certain yeah. jobs only mm. because if you have one person doing everything, it would it's, be incredibly it's tiring. Difficult. It's, it's tiring. tiring. It is. Whereas, I think we've all done that when we first yeah. started like doing our own film projects and doing our own film editing. We've all just sat down and done every single bit of the job. Yeah, yeah. which I mean, like, for like a, like a studio would take normally what two days worth like for for planning out for pre. Uh, let's say a week. Let's just say a week. Uh, pre-production. Mm-hmm. You know, getting, you know, everything from like finding locations, costumes, I mean, everything mm-hmm. for us will probably take us three weeks. Yeah. Mm. Because you, people that are like at the table already have like people on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Doing this. We're doing all the stuff. So while they're planning everything, all the, you know, grunt work people yeah. are just actually getting the shit done. Yeah. Well, we have to like sit down, plan everything first before we can move forward to getting yeah. stuff done. So even if we were the ones that wrote the script, mm-hmm. we have to read that motherfucker like, 10 times yep. to go through every little detail. Oh, he picked up a watch. Oh, let's mark it down. He needs a watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He picked up a pencil. We needed a pencil. Like, oh, he, he, we had a flashback where he picked up, it's an older watch. Now we got to find an older watch. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Continuity matters. Yes. It really matters. All right. But before we go, I have to also point this out for expectations versus reality, especially working with clients. The fucking budget. Oof. That's work within your means, but work. know that what you're asking for <laughs> could cost more, which yes. means if you want a fucking car flipped, exploded, and want to make it look real, just know you're going to dish out a couple hundred dollars for these no. ones. No, no, no. no. no 500, no, no. a not thousand. Even, not even that. <laughs> not even. Do you know how many times people have expected us to front the entire project with our own money? To, yeah. Uh, okay. So they what they expect is like, yeah, you know, we'll pay you about you know five hundred dollars for this video, but we want this, 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 and you guys can pay for it, but that's going to cost you about fifteen hundred. So you just wasted a thousand dollars for someone else's yeah. video. Yeah. So I that's lost how, that's, money. Yeah. That's how people expect you to Dude, operate. We, we had offer. We have people ask us to make music videos from, mm. and they what's the one thing they want? I don't remember. I don't know if you remember but this one guy that wanted us to film on the beach. Oh, on the boats on boats. Yeah. No. Where the fuck am I gonna go? It was jet skis. He wanted girls on the jet skis. He wanted girls on the jet skis. He wanted us to fall on the jet skis. Yeah. He wanted uh. Like back on the beach, then he wanted, I think, in front of a house. Yeah, right? yeah. This guy didn't understand that we had to pay for it. the jet skis, a boat, a separate boat for us to film on. Mm, yes. Pay for models, pay for permits on the beach, pay for shutdowns, mm-hmm. pay for a house for rentals. Then, on top of that, I guarantee he wanted a fucking uh, a Lamborghini or something in yeah, front of the house. Yeah. Like he did not understand that. No, he had answer. Like he he didn't understand. Like yeah, okay, when we get your actual pricing back. For this budget, you, you do understand you are paying for this. Like yes. that's what he didn't understand. Like, 
Like we're we gonna, paying for it. You we're are. We're gonna give you the pricing, and it's not like we're trying to steal money from you. No. The idea is we're gonna quote you on this budget because you're gonna pay us so we can afford to basically hire and basically get yeah. all that shit you want. Like this is like I'm not paying for this. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, it's not coming out of my pocket. I'm not gonna lose money to film your no. project. No, we're not about to spend fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, just to make like three hundred. <laughs> like that's not how this that, works that's guy. not how it happens here there is also another place that showed as well that it's like when people are like oh well, you get the experience right i mean you're so good at what you're doing like mm, i mean this is you get the experience tough. like that is the payment like no you don't understand i worked this long to be able to do it this quickly yeah. in this short amount of time you're not paying I'm not paying for how the minutes yeah. you're paying me for the experience. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm not here for the experience. I got the, I experience, the experience the last eight years. Yes. <laughs> I already have it. You're paying for the talent. Yeah. And this yeah. is the talent that I'm charging. I mean, I've like I said, I've been a mechanic for about 14 years now. Yeah. There are jobs that some people take an hour to do. Me, it takes me 10 minutes. Yeah. It took me 14 years to learn how to you know, finish it from one hour to 10 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and some people do not get that. Just like, yeah. well, it took you that long. It's like, well, it took me 14 years to yeah. get 10 minutes. Yeah. So I, I did not just do 14 years for you to pay me or lowball me yeah. just a $100 to do something that's obviously worth $600. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, I just it's, it's know exactly what your project's worth. Yes. Know exactly how much you are planning yeah. on spending. Work within your actual <laughs> means. And know what you can afford. And- <laughs> One thing is sit there and talk to the director, producers, whoever it is. Sit there and actually have them explain everything step by step. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the one. That's the best way for you to know how a project works or how to work out a budget is have them explain to you step by step how everything's gonna work, so you know where the money's going towards mm-hmm. and how much it actually everything costs. It's gonna versus br- you just guessing what it might yeah. cost. Mm-hmm. It's gonna burst your bubble yeah. on what you on a reality check. Mm-hmm. But it is going to help you grow a little bit more realistically and be like, okay, I want this, but can I afford this? Yeah. And yeah. just and you work your way down. Think about it and plan yeah. it out because it will just be better at the end of the day. Be like, if you want a Lamborghini in your video, mm-hmm. but only drive like a 97 Honda, mm-hmm. then guess what? You're going to get a 97 Honda. Well, I think <laughs> like these in your video. expectations and reality, understanding the two difference just for the film industry will actually help out for like a lot of films too. Mm-hmm. I feel like we won't get into many situations like the Sonic movie. Oh, yeah, that's if sad. both studios and audience members kind of understand the process of what goes on behind closed doors while you're working in a visual effects company. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for those people. That company went down. Yeah. That was the last movie. You guys, and well, what's the rating on that movie? Check it out real quick. It was good. People liked it. Because they fixed. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> in all fixed. honesty, the first one was horrifying. Dude, it was pretty terrifying. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. But people's reaction to it was. Whew, I mean. Six, uh, it's a it was intense. Rotten Tomatoes. 63, sorry. It was intense. But at the same time, you got to kind of understand the reaction yeah. a little bit. Yeah, no, I get it. But at the same time, that studio went under to fix this film. Mm-hmm. You damn well better give it a high score. Mm-hmm. That's true. And it wasn't even their fault. Like I said, yeah. this was one of the things is they were following the main yeah. studio's directions 
from the higher ups and executives. And then when the reception came back bad, they were forced to work that crunch time, extra long hours for no extra pay. Yeah. Yep. And which again, it's one of the expectations people thought that you just, you could just fix swap it up. It. Yeah. Just swap it with another character. It'll be easy. It's like, no, no you have no idea how much of we have to fix yeah. and no. change and rework and how many scenes we have to re-edit completely from scratch all over again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so basically check your reality of what you can be able to work with and just understand that there are multiple steps to be able to make the project you want. And we're going to work to make your rea- uh, your project a reality. Yeah. 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 But just know that there are multiple steps to this. And, and, you know, it's, and anybody out there, like, you know, trying to figure out how film works, mm-hmm. I mean, just go out there and ask questions, really. That's yeah. all you got to do. If you, even on Reddit, uh, go, if you find a local, you know, film group out there, just ask questions. They'll literally walk you through the entire process. Yeah. Well, yeah. They might be a little grouchy, but they'll walk you through the process. <laughs> no, they'll be, most people are usually, yeah. mo- I've noticed like most people who work in the film industry are usually a lot open to talk about the process of how their job is done. Oh, yeah. It's fun at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. It's fun that you get to, do something that you know you're super knowledgeable about and that you are just a master at that job. Yeah. But, uh, I think that's a good place. That's, yeah, right there yeah, that's a good place for her. We're going to cut that off. So we want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast. I'm curious on your thoughts on tonight's topics. What was your idea beforehand? Did you have a completely different expectation versus reality for filmmaking? Or did you already have a grasp of this? Or are you a filmmaker yourself and you're just super tired of all the stupid people asking stupid questions about filming? You can leave a comment below if you're watching this on our Next Journey YouTube channel. If not, we'll be putting this up on an open forum on our website at www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red band podcast for our listeners to discuss episode topics and various other film related news we put out episodes every friday for audio listeners you can find the red band podcast at itunes amazon music spotify and of course our website which i'll say again www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red band podcast and before we leave as usual mike has a few extra things to tell you guys yes as usual uh as anthony said be able to follow us on the on the channels that he uh so generously described but also give a shout out as well maybe a little bit love to our patreon account you know we have some uh unseen clips and footage that's never been heard or seen from uh especially on youtube where most of our footage is kind of going up you can be able, uh, be able to see some of those extra footages extra audio uh, by subscribing to different type of sections to our Patreon, as well as getting uh, some free shout outs, as well as uh, getting some first look at some merchandise and even first pick in some of those merchandise. So please head your way over to that website because the more that you subscribe, the more subscribers that we get, the more content we can kind of provide. And we can kind of get the ball rolling with a little bit more cooler stuff. So give that website a look and we hope to hear more from you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. See you guys next time. Later, taters.